welcome to Camden Cast. I'm Tandy. And I'm Erin. And this is the 13th episode of our 7th Heaven podcast. Yes, um, in this episode of Camden Cast, we will be covering Season 1, Episode 13 of 7th Heaven, um, America's Most Wanted. Um, just like, a, okay, so you're going to hear this in the next episode, but a disclaimer, we viewed this ep- we viewed 13 and 14 out of order because Amazon Prime has um, America's Most Wanted listed as episode 14. But if you're watching on Hulu Plus or if you have, like, the DVDs of 7th Heaven or you've just, uh, if you look it up... Um, or if it, you have a crazy good memory of watching this yeah. when you were younger, when it was on air. Um, episode 13 is... is uh, Episode 13 is America's Most Wanted and the next one is, is episode 14. But for some reason, Amazon Prime has America's Most Wanted as episode 14, so we watched them out of order because we did not realize until after the fact... So, the summary, uh, the Google summary of this episode is, Matt takes the blame for something Mary did, complicating the rift between Matt and Eric. Lucy takes credit for a paper Mary wrote. And just to kind of elaborate on that, this is, like, an iconic Seventh Heaven episode. This is where, obviously, Mary steals the glass from the varsity, so spoiler alert, but... Okay, so, first impression of this episode, then? Um, well, remembering the fact that we watched, um the next episode before we watch this one. Um, I've seen now three episodes in a row where my dislike of Lucy has exponentially grown. Um, I don't know. She she was on my nerves this entire episode. I honestly could not stand her. Um, and I'll get into why as yeah. we, like, continue. I guess we, we can get into why right now. I um, guess, yeah. Because... Um, well, and I just want to say it's, like, hard for me to have, like, an, like to, to, like, reflect on this episode because I feel like I've seen it a lot. It definitely, in, like, reruns back in the day, like, when I was, like, in high school and they were showing reruns on, like, Oxygen, um, season one and two were, like, most of them. So this is one of the ones that I remember seeing, like, a lot um, in reruns, so... I don't really know. So, Lucy... So, we'll do storyline by storyline, and we'll start with Lucy's storyline. Yeah. Um, the first... Uh, so, because of that, we're going to skip over the cold open just for now. Um, we'll get back to it later. The first real um, instance of Lucy is uh, breakfast. It's right after the, the opening credits, yeah. yeah. They're at breakfast, and um, Lucy decides to make everything all about her. Um... Yeah, because Annie, it's a weekday, and, like, the kids are getting ready for school, and Annie's making pancakes, and they're like, oh, on a weekday, and we'll get back to, like, why she's doing that, and they're like, oh, it's a treat, and Lucy comes in, and she's like, I can't even think about eating, I'm so stressed. Um, this is a 13-year-old girl. Yeah, like, she, she, she couldn't sleep, she can't eat, she's so stressed, and we find out that Annie asks her, she's like, a paper on the crucible do, so she's like miserable about this. Um. Yeah, and she hasn't done it yet, and it's due the next day, and Annie's like, what? And, like, her eyes kind of bug out. Um, so the next thing that yeah, we... Well, she, yeah, because yeah. Annie asks... Lucy's face when Annie asks her how the essay is coming is just, like, a look of pure, like, horror. So um, cut to... Well, then then Matt and Mary are talking about their plans. They, they're saying that they're going to go meet up with John and Keisha Hamilton... And they are going to go to dinner that night at the varsity. And um, the Rev's like, oh, why don't you ask, why, why doesn't Lucy go with you? And she's like, because they're, like, trying to make my middle child syndrome even worse. They could go on a different day, but I have to write an essay. So she makes it 
all about her again. Like, she put this paper off until the last possible minute, and now she's like, everybody change your plans and go go to the diner on a different day. Whatever. <laughs> Cut to um, Lucy's... I'm assuming this is, like, an English class, um, where they're talking about the crucible, but instead of paying attention in class, Lucy's doing her math homework. Classic and, like, move. And also, it's not even, like... I mean, come on. I've, like, sat in a different class and done a different class's homework. But, you know, you have to have some finesse about it, right? You have to be, like... Yeah, the teacher's walking up and down the, um, like... Aisle. The of, aisles of, of the desks. And, like, and she, she comes has up... And she has her uh, math textbook blatantly open, is doing her math homework. Like, yeah, it doesn't look like the Crucible is, like, a tiny little paperback. <laughs> yeah. like, the Crucible is only, like, 100 pages, so... Um, Right, so she gets caught, and then she basically tells her teacher, first of all, so many mistakes made. She tells her teacher she hasn't started the paper that is due the next day, like, just open, and she says that she has been busy li- lately, and I just wrote that she can't handle living, because <laughs> she's like, because as she's telling the, the teacher this, the class lets out, and, and the teacher's like, wait, you, you haven't started this paper yet? And the, the rest of the class is gone, and then Jimmy Moon is outside the door, and he's like whistling, and like, hey, Lucy... Um, and this is and when Lucy is saying that she's like, oh, I've been busy. And then she's like, well, not, not with boyfriend stuff, but like, and then she says all the, basically everything you should never say to a teacher. Well, she also asked for an extension. Yes, that too. For, with no valid reason other than the fact that she started it late. Oh, and the way that she said, she's like, well, I, the reason that I should get an extension is because I went to the library this morning to get the, to like use a computer to look stuff up. And there wasn't a computer available. Right. And that's her reasoning for wanting an extension. So the teacher's like, you waited until today to go use a computer. So So no, no. it's due tomorrow. Um, When Jimmy Moon is trying to get uh, Lucy's attention, we also see Dwight again. And... So wait, we need to, like, I had, I was, I forgot to on this because we watched them out of order, but this is the episode that's after the birthday party, so, right. Um, and Dwight's also there trying to get Lucy's attention. He, like, waves at her, and after he's done waving at her, <laughs> Jimmy Moon's like, you're flirting with my girlfriend Jimmy again. Jimmy gets jealous. <laughs> but the thing is, Dwight's version of flirting and Jimmy Moon's version of flirting, I guess, is just waving. At Lucy? Like, he's yeah. not doing anything other than waving. And so. then Dwight's like, I told you how I feel about Lucy. Like, why can't you just, like, accept it or something? Unfortunately, like, that scene happened off screen, but I really would wanted to see that conversation with, like, Dwight, whose character is, like, overly expressive, and Jimmy Moon, whose character is very flat and, ha- like, lacks any affect whatsoever. Yeah. So... Anyway, the next, so it's the evening that Mary and Matt are going out. So Mary's got kind of running out of her and Lucy's room. And Lucy's complaining about the paper because why do it when you can just complain about it all day, Lucy? Um, so Mary's like, oh, here, I think I still, they have, like, we find out that when Mary was in eighth grade or whatever, she had the same English teacher. So she's like, oh, I think I still have my paper for on the crucible. It'll be easy. You can just pull all of my sources from the big bibliography and use all of the same quotes. And she's like, and she gives it to Lucy and, and, you know, whatever. And then they run out she runs out. And then, then we get the next day. And which, something I noticed just now, um, I don't know if there's, like, no assigned seats or something, but I remember in high school you usually sat in the same seat. This is middle school. Oh, middle yeah, school. No, yeah, it's... like, you, you don't, like, you didn't move around. But it looked like, from the way everything was set up, because she's falling asleep in class, and now she's in the back of the class. When we had initially seen her doing her math homework in this class, she was in the front of the class. Yeah. So, um, and the only thing I can, the, like, in high school, we used to, some, te- some teachers would be like, 
every like few weeks, everybody would either move up or move back. So everybody got a chance. Like oh, to cycle. you cycled through. Oh, like okay, you would be okay. in the back and the front. So um, I don't know, but maybe that's what the case was. But she's so falling she's, asleep. In so her she's class, falling though. asleep again, and then you know the class lets out, and the, the teacher's like, "Oh, I, I know you didn't start this until yesterday, and I saw how tired you were today." So I she, read yours first. Which she's like, I made a point to read yours first. Which also, th- th- there's that there's no logic that follows that. Why like? Right, and also like, what was what was the class assignment that they all came in, they turned in their paper, and then the teacher was just sitting there reading. Them? Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, did they have silent reading time? But uh, um, Lucy apparently did really well, and she got a B plus. So, so she starts crying. Yeah. <laughs> so the next scene we get is her. Well, okay. Mary is in their room, and she's crying for a different reason. We'll kind of get back to that. But Lucy comes in, and then, of course, she sees Mary crying, so she's got to get in on it. Yeah, how many... I, I, I will tell you guys in my notes how many times I've written Lucy makes everything about herself. It's, like, at least four times within this you episode. You did say, though, at this point with Mary, she does finally note... Like, she comes in, and she's, like, complaining about her day, and then she, like, looks over at Mary, and she realizes that Mary, like, is not okay, and she's yeah. like, oh, what's wrong? So Mary starts, like, opening up to her about what's wrong, which we'll get to in... Um, when we look at the next storyline, but... Lucy's Lucy's like I'm also really upset and starts crying herself and it's like yeah Jesus Christ and Mary has a great line yeah so um we'll, we'll get back to this but Mary is talking about quitting basketball and then Lucy's like oh well I'm thinking of quitting cheerleading because and, she's so stressed and, and Mary goes can't you do anything by yourself and we're like props again to Mary but throughout the so we, we find out in this scene Lucy's like oh I feel so guilty because I took your paper and I paraphrased it. And Mary was like, oh, we had the same teacher. That was stupid. She's going to remember. And I'm like, all right, maybe. So then the next morning, Lucy's getting ready to go to school. She walks downstairs and and Annie is standing there holding and reading her paper. And she's like, normally I wouldn't do this, but I saw the grade and I wanted her to read it. And then she's like, I know that you took this from Mary because I remember that Mary made the comparison of the witch trials to the McCarthy trials. And I was like, really? That's the, that was the giveaway? Um, because I'm pretty sure that's like a thing that anyone who has it, like every English class in on earth is like makes that comparison so and in that scene i guess we'll take uh, one of our first like fashion interludes of the episode oh man because yes. there's a there's okay so she's wearing i'm guessing this is her pajamas i don't know no she because oh, no, she's wearing is, it at school oh yes yeah, no well no she isn't um she, well, it's like the, a flat no no, not, no. Well, we're talking about two different things okay i'm talking about the tweety i'm talking yeah right oh, no, you, no, oh no, she no, wears she, that to school yes that's her her school outfit those are not her pajamas so it's like this, like, a very 90s thing. I can't even really describe it because it looks like it's, like, a half vest. Like, it looks like the arms were cut off. And then she's wearing a long sleeve shirt underneath it. But there's, like, plaid on the sleeve. All right, I'm trying to describe this too much. We should just put a picture of it. Uh, but it, it's a massive shirt that has Tweety on it. But um, it also says hot stuff. Um, like, vertically down it, It's like, right, hot is on, like, the right side of, of the shirt going vertically down, and then stuff is on the left side going horizontally, so, <laughs> and it's under, stuff is underneath Tweety. We will, we will definitely post a photo of this. Um, and the next thing we have in Lucy's storyline is her... Well, uh, Annie, of course, tells her she needs to, to tell the yeah, teacher. right. So they... So that's what we have is um, Lucy confessing to her teacher. And in this scene, she's also wearing a strange 
she's wearing like a sweater dress, but she we later find out that she's wearing like a skirt underneath it, even though the 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 dress comes well like like comes down past her like knee to her knees. Yeah, to her knees. So you can't even see that she's the skirt's wearing the like skirt. almost a mini skirt, basically. Yeah, until she 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 moves like the sweater later, and then we can see like well, that's a lot of clothes. So Lucy admits that she paraphrased. Uh, uh, Mary's essay and the uh, the teacher. I keep on wanting to call her the professor because I'm just used to calling um, right. school people professors. But her teacher um, says, "Oh my God, honesty! This is so refreshing." Um, so the teacher was like, "You can take an F for plagiarism, or you can do a different essay. You know, like write your own tonight." Which again, she again, she's back to having one night to do the assignment, but. Whatever. And Lucy's so excited and so happy and keeps on saying, thank you, thank you, thank you, and runs off. And in this, like, glorious, like, boost of confidence now, she... Oh, wait, we didn't talk about the fact that because Lucy's so stressed out, she's broken up with Jimmy Moon. Right, yes. But she also, her explanation for it, because this was in the conversation with Mary, her explanation of it is like, oh... Basically, she's leading both her, him and Dwight on. Like, that's, that's Lucy's whole, like, M.O. is like, oh, or maybe she tells Annie. I can't remember who she tells, but, um, like, it, you get the she idea that Annie. Lucy's, I, like, whole bit is that she's, like, leading, she wants to lead Jimmy Moon and Dwight on. And it's just like, yeah, she's like what the it, hell's wrong with you? Because <laughs> Annie's like, um, oh, the reason that she broke up with Jimmy Moon is because Dwight has feelings for her. And um, Annie's, and Annie's like, like, that's not fair, yeah, Dwight. And, yeah, and he said, like, do you like Dwight? She's like, well, I like that he likes me. Right, right. <laughs> and it's like, well, that's not okay. But I guess, like, now that Lucy's trying to get her life back in order, um, she and everything's okay with her teacher and having to do this paper again, she runs out, runs into Dwight and Jimmy and goes, Jimmy, I like you as a boyfriend. Dwight, I like you as a friend. And it's all settled. Right. So I um, guess Jimmy Moon and her are back together. Well, yeah, they are back together because in the ex- next episode she spends it talking about Jimmy Moon. Yes, yes. They're her knucklehead boyfriend. <laughs> right, okay. Um, Didn't even know about this brief breakup. Yeah, so... <laughs> um, they're destined to be together. Jimmy uh, Moon is very happy, by the way, when he finds out that they're back together. So that's basically the end of Lucy's storyline. She gets, but here, like obviously, the theme of honesty is introduced, and that's like kind of the theme of the episode, I guess. Um, so then we'll cut back to the main storyline of this episode, which, like I said, Mary steals a glass from the varsity. So, as I said, Matt and Mary and Keisha and John Hamilton are going to go to the varsity for. Like, just, just because Matt says, like, oh, we haven't seen them in a while. We want to hang out. This is what they tell the parents. Um, but it's all a ruse. Yes, because every per- like everyone who's on a team, it's a sports team at school, um, steals something from a vars- the varsity. It's like a, like a rite of passage for, for being on a sports team at, at the school. So Mary has to go and, and steal something, and we learn that um, the most coveted item is stealing a glass with the Varsity logo on it. Um, so they go and... I, I just want to say that, um, I, I guess in... Because I guess it's weird for the, for the Hamilton children and for the Camden children to hang out because um, Rev Camden like asked a bunch of questions as to why they were hanging out. And apparently, we don't see this, but Rev Hamilton asked the same questions to the Hamilton children because 
while they're talking about, while they're, like, on their way there, the Hamilton Children's, I think John said, oh, yeah, my dad just thinks we're starting an underground civil rights movement. Right. I, I don't really understand. Like, uh, oh. <laughs> uh, And also, it's not like they were doing some great bonding in, the, in their first, like, interaction Direction. that we saw them on screen, but now they're like, oh, let's go grab dinner. I haven't seen you in a while. But, so, so the Hamilton Children know what Mary... Like is planning, and they're right. And I, I, well, they they kind of echoed what I said. I yeah. was like, they know that they're going there just to steal something, and then we're, they're sitting there, and John's like, "Oh, what does he say?" He's he said, like, "I'm I'm going to be the one to blame anyway if yeah, they get if caught. We, if we get caught stealing." And I was like, "Right." So why, why? And the thing is, he says it, and Matt laughs at him. <laughs> right. Like, why would they even agree to go in the first place? Like, oh, let's go help these white kids steal something. Like, no, that's not not a thing I would do in Glen Oak. Um, so they go and like Mary's like they keep doing these great shots of Mary looking over her shoulder at like the manager. Um and and then she's like, Well, you guys go to the car and I'll just steal it. And I was like, That's that, I was like, that's gonna be hella obvious. Everybody gets up and Mary's just there alone. And Matt says that. He's like, So Mary very deliberately and very slowly takes a glass off the table and they all they pay and they leave and nobody notices. Um and then the next morning the Rev confronts Matt, and he's holding the glass, and he's like... So there's a lot of things on my mind with this scene here. First is... where like, wait, It was in Mary's bag. Yeah, did he... So, like, yeah, that was... I was like, did he go through her bag? Mary put it in, like, her backpack or whatever, so... And presumably her backpack is in her room. So first, the Rev, the Rev would have to go into Mary and Lucy's room, then go into Mary's backpack and, and find then, this... And then somehow he would say... Well, Matt probably did this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he put it in Mary's bag to frame her. Because there's no... We know that this is something that Mary does for the basketball team, so it would this glass would be in Mary's possession the entire time. Right. I don't know why... Like, why would Mary ever transfer it to Matt? Like, I, I would think that she would have to, like, bring it to school and show the basketball team and be like, hey, look, I did it. So that, like, <laughs> is a massive continuity error. Right. Unless, like, Mary... Like... like Mary left it in the car, like, Mary took it out in the car to show, you know, Matt, John, and Keisha, and then, like, left Le- it in the car, and, and like, the Rev, like, that's the only, ser- like, way that I imagine, but then, why would she do that? Like, she stole it, and, you know, you're... It's like, look at this thing I just stole, which you were also drinking out of minutes earlier. Right, and, and like, if your parents are the Rev and Annie, I would be like, okay, they can't know I did this. Like, I would be very alert, and... But the point is, the Rev finds out, confronts Matt... And um, he doesn't. He immediately thinks it's Matt that does ha, has done this. Right. And b- Matt being Matt and just constantly getting in trouble for like doing the right thing. He's like, oh, he takes the blame for Mary. Um, and and the Rev is like, you have to bring this back to the varsity and apologize to the manager um, because Matt kind of makes light of it and he's like, oh, the glass costs like two dollars. And the Rev was like, it's not about what it costs. It's about you know the principle of of stealing things and whatever. So. Yeah. Uh, so, so he goes to um, the varsity, and he's like, hey, um, I'm sorry. I took this. I wanted to apologize and give it back to you. And the manager, Bob Ryland. real old man. Who has, like, you noticed that his eyebrows were crazy. Yes. And I, mean, I like, kind of like old man eyebrows. Well, he's bald, so it was, like, the like, only hair, like, around yeah. his face was just these huge eyebrows. They were, like, bushy caterpillars. And, um... I noticed that his eyes are perpetually perpetually red rimmed. <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> kind of like the Rev. Yeah. Um, so pro- he probably cries around uh, around the women in his life as well. But, so this guy's like, I'm pressing charges. No, well, he goes, apology unaccepted, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and then he goes, I'm pressing charges. Um, and 
So then later on, the family is, everyone's home from school, and they're like, oh, apparently Matt was supposed to drop off refreshments to Lucy's cheerleading practice, and he never showed up. And then, you know, Annie's like, oh, he's probably got a lot on his mind. He's not back from the diner yet. Then the phone rings, and it's, like, Matt calling from the police station. And then they're like, oh, no. Uh, So they, they go, and Matt comes home, and then Mary's like, I have to... Matt and Mary have a conversation. I really appreciate, I, and I mentioned this as I was watching it, like Mar- Matt and Mary's relationship in the show this far. I think it's the I only- think it's the strongest sibling relationship that that there is, especially because in this scene, Matt and Lucy hug. Um, and, and, and I'm like, I don't think this is. I don't think they've ever interacted before. Just oh, wait, no, no, no. The, when he te- when he, he trains oh, yeah, her for cheerleading, cheerleading. that's oh, supposed to be like a point. Oh, there. oh, I completely, I completely glossed that over. But well, um, because all it was was just a montage. Like it wasn't any like a conversation or anything where you got the idea that they were really like, you know, close. It was just you know him. I don't know. So. Um, Matt's taking the fall for Mary, and Mary's like, "No, I wanna, I wanna come clean." And and then, but oh, they're also she, they're also convinced that they're gonna go to jail because Matt's like, "I'm a guy, I can take it," and, right. then, and Mary's like, "I'm, I can take it too." But and then in the scene, Mary um, reiterates to Matt, she's like, "Oh, I'm, I, I don't even want to be on the basketball team. I'm gonna quit." And Matt's like, "Oh, you want to quit because tomorrow at school, everyone's gonna know that I got arrested, and they're gonna think that I stole the glass for you." Um, and, like, I guess she won't have as much, like, cred with the team if they think that Matt did it for her. So, um, they, they, this trial moves very quickly, and Matt has to go to court. Well, before they go to court, um, I guess the Rev calls Reverend Reverend Hamilton to tell him what happened. Oh, yes. And Reverend Hamilton, then there's a scene, which I think really shouldn't be there. It's kind of superfluous in that uh, Reverend Hamilton, like, grills his own children. And it left more questions than than answers because, like you said, Rev Hamilton is very aware that um, all the kids on the teams at school steal a glass from the varsity. So the the Rev Hamilton, Rev Ham already knows that it wasn't Matt that did it, but he confronts the kids to try to get them to say, like, oh, it was Mary. So why doesn't... Why, first of all, why didn't Rev Ham tell this to Rev Cam? And why then, doesn't Rev Cam know in the... Like, uh, you were telling me that this is... Like, Glen Oak is a very small community. Obviously, like, all the kids go to the same high school. Like, everybody seems to know that, that this is a thing all the te- kids on, like, teams do, so and that leaves it to be, like, Mary stole the, the right. glass. Right, and also because Reverend Cam- Camden is supposed to be the, like, this pillar of the community, and so many, like, people, like, go to him for things, and he's, like, def- like he's deferred to a lot of the times. So why wouldn't he know about this, like, thing that every... Every kid on a, on a sports team does, right. So... I don't know. Anyway, the kids don't give anything up, and then John calls Matt and, like, tips him off. He's like, oh, my dad's, you know, a- asking about the incident. And, and you know, Rev Ham punishes his kids because he's like... Oh, yeah, for three weeks. Right, because he's like, oh, friends don't let friends do stupid things. I can't believe you went, like, you went along with it because you thought it would be exciting or something. But three weeks. Right. So, um, then we also have this little scene where the Rev goes and talks to the manager, and the manager of the, the varsity is like... No, I'm not dropping the charges. I lose thousands of dollars a year on kids. This is another instance where right. the Rev, Rev Cam should have, like, maybe thought that it was Mary that did it because the guy's like, oh, uh, I lose thousands of dollars a year on punk kids coming in here and stealing, you know, d- different items from from my diner. So whatever. Then, you know, everybody's getting prepped for, for, for Matt's court date. Well, is really so that. before any of that happens, though, um, we kind of get... 
we get this, I think, like, a really good scene for Matt. Like, it really um, justifies him in, I guess that's not the right word, but in the morning, Matt's like, I want to go and talk to somebody about, like, all of this. And then I was like, you can talk to me. Like, I'm a counselor. I'm yeah, Liz Rev, Rev Cam is like, Rev oh, Cam. talk to me. Yeah. And Matt's like, well, no, I can't. That's the thing. I'm talking about you, so I can't talk to you. And I think it really hits the Rev at that point that maybe he's fucked up. Yeah. Um, be- uh, because he, like, Matt has some good points. Like, you automatically always see the worst in me. Um, and you always tell other kids when they can't talk to their parents, they can come talk to me. So I want to do that as well. And Matt ends up having, um, I guess, a fruitful conversation with Reverend Hamilton. Yeah. We, know, we don't see that. We just see him showing well, up at... We see, we, they have a conversation. We see them having oh, a yeah, conversation. Oh, yeah, we do. Yeah. We see them. and On those high chairs. Yeah, and, Rev, and you said that it was a different kitchen from... Oh, yeah. So in The, in, in the Color of God, um, when, when Rev Cam is staying at the Hamilton's house, um, we see this kitchen that is, like, really tiny and looks really old. And then now the Hamiltons apparently had, like, a, a complete overhaul renovation of their kitchen because it looks pretty nice now. Um, so... Whatever. The next yeah. thing we have is, um, so apparently, oh, this is something that you mentioned. Um, the court, the trial, or whatever, is at 4 p.m. Right. Which, no, it's not. <laughs> which makes no sense. Um, and there were other people, well, yeah, yeah. Everybody's trying to get home. There's no trial set for 4 p.m. Um, uh. And uh, there's a quick little scene after school where everybody's like, oh, um, I want to come to the trial, too. I want to come to the trial, too. Because uh, it's supposed to be just uh, Annie, the Rev, and Matt, but they let Mary come, and then they let Lucy come as well, and then they get a babysitter for Simon and Ruthie. Um, and then we have a scene in the courtroom right before the or the courthouse right before the trial starts, where I guess Rev and Matt finally see eye to eye for the first time. Right. Well, they have, like you said, because we watched this out of order. We had like the this kind of um, you know Matt says like, oh, it feels like you've been mad at me my whole life. And the Rev is like, oh, my God, that's, like, my relationship with my father. I couldn't do anything right. Um, he, he always, would, you know, was basically uh, criticizing me. So um, the Rev is trying to, like, break the cycle. He doesn't want to be like his father. So they kind of, like, hug it out. They're like, no matter what happens. Oh, I do have this quote written. Uh, I just want to step back to before. Mm-hmm. So Matt's all ready to go to the. The, the trial or whatever, and this is before they decide who's going to come, but Mary's like, oh, I want to come. And Matt's like, no, you have to stay home. And Mary's like, oh, well, what if you go to jail? And Matt goes, well, then I won't have to talk to Dad for a long time. <laughs> so. Which is definitely something I would do. I would go to, I would get, I would go to prison to so get away from my Dad for a long, long time. time. So, Although I definitely wouldn't go to prison. So time. anyway, they go, um, you know, they're appearing, and finally someone puts the Rev in his place, the judge. Oh, yeah. I've, we've seen throughout, like, this season so far, now that we're definitely halfway through, that many people in the community like, listen to the Rev and let the Rev basically have his way. Dictate, like, yeah. with this, everything that happens. Um, and so uh, the judge says, like, you were, you're out of order. You shouldn't be talking. This, um, is, this is my courtroom, not your church. That's yes, what she says. Yeah. Because um, kind of the judge is, like, asking Matt questions, and the Rev, like, tries to interject. And, and she's like, oh, this is my court, my courtroom, not your church. So... Thank, thank you, Judge Carnes, for putting Julie Carnes. Julie Carnes for putting the Rev in his place. Um, while uh, this, I guess, this like mockery of like a trial is happening, Mary like 
finds her courage and stands up and goes, it wasn't him, it was me. And then we have that big reveal uh, where she's like, oh, I'm the one that did it. Matt's just covering for me. Yeah, punish me. And like, the judge, judge turns to like the revenue and is like, did you know about this? And they're like, no, we didn't. And Which I think is really funny because if I was that judge, I'd be like, do you not know what's going on in your own damn household? Right, like, right. Um, and right, right at that moment, a parade of um, athletes in their like varsity jackets and like Wildcats colors uh, come into <laughs> with, with like the craziest assortment of things that were stolen from the varsity. Like one kid has a stack of plates. Um, there was one thing that was like a serving tray. Yeah, there was like a jug. There was um, like other people with glasses, mugs, um, just everything. I just don't understand how the kid with the stack of plates like <laughs> escaped because apparently this manager is very, he's keeping his eye out for, for this because he knows these punk kids come in and steal his... His crap. So and this manager says that he wants all to of press these charges to against all, of, yeah, against all these people. And the judge is like, "Well, he says he wants his stuff back, and he wants to press charges." And the judge is like, "This is like a little bit crazy. Um, why don't?" And she was like, "Oh, if you want to do that, we're gonna have to hold all of your stuff in evidence." Until we done, we're done with the trials of all of these people, and then the rev like kind of is like, oh, well, why because the rev still needs to have his like saving the day moment, right? So he comes up with this um, idea guess, of like it's basically like community service for all the kids, like the law volunteer at the um, at the diner to, as like retribution for their their crimes against <laughs> this man. Um, so. He agrees to that, and then they're like, oh, go, everyone go sign up with the clerk, and that's, you know, the, that's the resolution of that. Um, so, and then it's adjourned, so, yeah. And, and that's it. And then we have, I guess, the final storyline, um, which is Ruthie and Simon's storyline. So this starts in the cold open. The Rev comes back from a boxing match, and he's... The Golden Gloves, he calls The Golden it. Gloves, and, and he's upset... Because, well, he's upset, and everybody already knows. They're like, oh, it's because nobody knew the words to the national anthem. Or as they keep calling it, the Star-Spangled Banner. Um, a little bit, a little wordy for me. We can just call it the, the national, national anthem. anthem. Right. Uh, um, he says, "What? Is, like, you have the exact line, right? Uh, he goes, well, he says, the country is going to hell in a handbasket. Basic moral fibers are being ripped, ripped and torn and to shreds. Trips. And he says that anyone in the country who doesn't know the national anthem should have to get out or something. Like people, people need to prove uh, they know the words or leave. Right. Uh, but then he qualifies it, and he's like, well, not people... Who just got who, here. Who just got here. Pe- there are people whose families have been here for, like, 200 years, and they still don't know the words. So I guess that makes it a little bit better that he's, like, ready to kick everyone who doesn't know the word. Like, not everybody who doesn't know the words. Only people whose families have been here for a very long time who don't know the words. So and then he says, like, half of the country probably doesn't know the words to the Pledge of Allegiance. Half the country probably can't spell allegiance. And then freaking Annie, like, spells allegiance. and. But but while he's saying that he, the people who don't know the national anthem need to leave the country, um, Simon and Ruthie are in the room, and then, you know, before we get the opening credits, Ruthie is like, tells Simon, you have to teach me the national anthem because <laughs> Dad wants me to leave the country. He's going to kick me out. Um... And Simon's like, you'll learn it in school, it's fine. And she's like, but Daddy wants to kick me out of the country. So Ruthie's entire arc in this storyline is trying to learn the anthem so she doesn't get kicked out. And Simon's entire arc is to teach Teacher. her 
Um, and we, so we have little scenes in like between where like, the, the, this is happening. Yeah, like little cutesy. Like, like she doesn't know the words. Like she thinks instead of oh say, she thinks he's saying Jose. Which is actually something that my father thought also. And he's not a five year old. He is a or at the time he was like fifty something. So and he's been here now for thirty years. Well, the ref would keep, that's not long enough. Oh wait, no, is that it is, long enough? That, I don't know. That I don't, what, what's what's the measurement here? <laughs> I don't know. We'll um, have to consult the rev on that. Yeah, there's another scene where Your Lucy might be deported. Lucy doesn't understand why it's called why, why it's perilous fight and she wants to change the Ruthie. word. Oh, Ruthie, sorry. Ruthie, well, I think it's Lucy cuz Lucy fucks everything up, right? Ru- but yeah, like, Ru- Ruthie wants to change the words from perilous to dangerous because she's like, why don't they just say what they mean? Um, <laughs> and apparently you can't change the words to the national anthem. Um so but, the this this kind of all ends with when at the tri- when every when the rest of the family is at the trial. Um, the babysitter that comes over... Mrs. Romero. Um, is a recent immigrant and, re- like, a recently became a citizen. It, um, and she, exp- like, the whole... Like, Ruthie still doesn't really know the words, but she's kind of doing this art project where she's got, like, this giant piece of paper and she's painting an American flag on it. Finger painting. Right. And um, Mrs. Romero is like, oh, do you know the, the story behind the national anthem? And Simon's like, oh, what is it? And she's like, well, I learned it when I was, you know, becoming a citizen. And she tells the story, and that helps Ruthie understand, like, what, what the words are. And now Ruthie knows the national anthem. Um, <laughs> my favorite part of this scene is that... So wait, wait. So when, when everybody comes in, they're setting up, like, a oh, staging... Oh, I was going to say before that. Oh, okay, yeah. I was just going to say, Mrs. Romero does not call Simon Simon. She goes, Simone. Simone. <laughs> so, so um, what we get is, like, when everybody comes in from... Oh, this is a great... There's a great line. Comes in from... Yes. So everyone comes in from... <laughs> from the court and you know they're like oh it's over and so they've kind of set up in the living room Ruthie's in there and there's like this kind of state like they've set up like the stage with the flag hanging behind Ruthie so Simon's like oh I have a surprise for you and the rev's like I don't know if I can handle any more surprises um and actually so Lucy comes in all right I've screwed this up okay but so Simon's like oh what happened and Lucy starts like like basically basically telling a story that isn't hers to tell and Simon goes I know how happy you are to be included but we have a surprise for you which is great because that like just shuts her down um and then they go into the living room and there's you know um Simon sets up like this like he helps Ruthie up onto a chair, and they've got this, like, spotlight. And She's wearing a basketball jersey that says USA on it. And she's got, like, a little, like, um, I don't know, like a confetti crown. I don't know what it is. It's like, uh, whatever. Well, there will be a picture of this. Yes, for you sure. Not worry. And Mrs. Romero plays the piano, apparently, and she's there at the piano, and she's, she plays it, and then it, the whole episode ends with Ruthie singing the national anthem, and the Rev is crying, crying again. Because I guess this is another major moment in Whilst his life. things you remember about your... I mean, he was crying last, um, what, last week with, um, last week in the last episode with Lucy turning 13, and now he's crying because Ruthie has learned the, the national, national anthem. That's, that's it. So, uh... And this episode also ends in a freeze frame, just like the <laughs> episode before this also ended in a freeze frame with Lucy... It was, like, the, on Lucy's oh, face yeah. uh, at the, with the birthday and on Ruthie's face now with... She knows the national anthem. Congratulations. Right. She can stay in the country. So, uh, that was... Um, the, I think this was, like, a, a, a kind of... So, obviously, honesty, like, honesty pays off, blah, blah, blah. That's the lesson. 
But I think as far as like, they didn't try to deal, this is another kind of like, I don't know, superfluous, like uh, Seventh Heaven episode where there's just this manufactured conflict because like nobody's parents would be like, bring this glass back to the restaurant. Like my parents have stolen glass, like <laughs> glasses that they liked from restaurants. So this is not, um, and they've aided me in stealing glasses from restaurants. So <laughs> this is not a... I don't know. I also don't understand. Well, okay, I do understand. But why is this episode called America's Most Wanted? I think it's just a play on the, um, like, the star, like the Star Spangled Banner, and you know, who, who, the who done it of of the the glass situation. So, <laughs> so what are you reading it? What do you? Um, I think I'm gonna give this a three. It didn't do much for me. Yeah. Yeah. It like it was a it was a solid episode. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna give it like a, a four for a nostalgia factor, just because I'm like, oh, this is the one where Mary stole the glass from the Varsity. Um, <laughs> well, for okay, so I'm just gonna say I, I know it's from the Varsity, but I kept on hearing the Varsity like as in the Varsity team. So I thought for a while that she was gonna do some sort of like steal stuff from a team from a team, like you know how like you steal like, like the, the basketball mas- team steal just, from the soccer team, yeah, or like there's like a you steal the other like school's mascot or something. Oh yeah, right, like. That stuff happens, but then they were at a restaurant, and I was like, oh, steering the glass from the varsity. I understand now. Well, this isn't the first time they've gone to the varsity, because Matt was at the varsity when he got into the car accident. Yeah, but they didn't call it the varsity. Yeah, they were like the diner. diner they yeah. use it interchangeably, so the varsity is a diner. So, But it did make me crepe burgers. Yeah, I'll give it a four for the nostalgia factor, and... Uh, I'll give it a three for the burgers. Yeah, so remember, like us, subscribe. Like us on uh, Facebook, subscribe to our podcast, rate us and review us on iTunes, um, follow us on... Tweet at us at Camden Cast Show. Follow us on Tumblr, camdencast.tumblr.com, email us at uh, camdencast at gmail.com, and just interact with us, guys. We interact, love We yes. love interacting with our fans. It is the most exciting. It really... Lis- listeners. They're listeners, our, not fans. Well, Jeez. hopefully they're also our fans. Yeah, maybe start a fan club. <laughs> <laughs> Don't start a fan club. Just Don't start a fan club. Just, just listen to us. That would be and a let tremendous waste of your time, I yes. promise. All right. Um, so this was episode 13. Yeah, season, season one, episode, episode 13, 13, America's Most Wanted. And I've been Tanvi. <laughs> I have been Aaron, but that might change next week. Um, and this was Camden Cast. Bye, guys. I know there's no great and the